Welcome back, everyone, to the Tape Store. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. And we were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are coming to you all live from our cabin getaway in the North Georgia mountains. Mm -hmm. This is something we do as much as we can. It's, um, you know, it gets hard when you have kids to get away and go on vacation and things like that. And but thanks to my mom. Yes, who, many thanks to Toby's mom for watching our kiddos for a yeah. few days. Usually once in the summer and once like uh, around the Christmas holidays. Yeah. The, the, the teaching schedule has its uh, ups and downs, but one of the things... You have that, those vacations built in. Yes, it's very nice. And we were able to come here. So we've been thrifting and... And if you've been uh, following us on Instagram, um, we're, we're the tape store on Instagram, we've posted uh, some of the really cool... 80s, 90s, 2000s toys that we found. Um, some stuff that we like totally didn't even expect to find. So it was pretty. No, it's been pretty it's been real- fruitful, shall we say? So yes, it's been great. We've already had fun. We got day one of thrifting is down. Day two is tomorrow. We're really excited about that. Uh, but this week, as far as what we're talking about, uh, we're actually going to talk about a movie that we watch every time we come to this cabin. <laughs> yep. It is a 90s movie from 1995. Jumanji. Yes. Jumanji. Not, again, the 90s, 1995. Yes. Jumanji. The original. Yes. Not the reimagining with uh, The Rock and Jack Black, even though... Those we, are... We've heard really we've good heard things. We've heard really good things. We've not seen those yet. They've already made a second one. Yeah, so that just came out like a few yes. months ago, I think. So we've heard really good things about the reimagining. I'm not, you know, again, I, I, I'm not against a reimagining if it's done right. Right. Um, But when I think of Jumanji... In my heart, it <laughs> yes. is the 1995 It Robin. can only be with Robin Williams. Yes. It's, you know, again, I still want to watch the newer ones, but yeah. I love the Robin Williams one. Now, let's talk about Jumanji before the 1995 movie Jumanji, because before Jumanji was a movie in 1995, it was a book yeah. in 1981. So, yeah, and not, not many people may realize that it was a book because it wasn't like a novel or anything. It was a children's book, like an see, illustrated yeah. children's book. See, I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, and let me pull up the, the author. It was uh, written, actually written and illustrated by the same guy, which is not generally common. Usually you kind of are the writer or the illustrator. His name was Chris Van Allsburg. He was also involved with the writing of the movie. Right. So, and that's always good to hear. Whenever, whenever it's a book first, it's always good to hear that they were still involved with the movie making process, just because it came from their brain. Absolutely. Um. Uh, yeah. No. You go. No, I was just saying. So I knew it was a book, but I never read the book. I I was in second grade. Toby, second grade, nineteen eighty seven, <laughs> seven years old, in Miss Holland's class. Yes. In a trailer, at Beaver Brook, uh, Elementary. Uh, it was a. Uh, did you ever do? Were you ever in a trailer? In high school, so it was kind of different. Okay, so but, I, was I a, mean, yes, in second, and I actually substitute taught in a trailer. I forgot yeah. this, but I was I did substitute yeah. one class in a trailer. I, I know <laughs> some. Sco- I know schools have to still do the trailers. We don't at the current school we teach at. No, thankfully. But as a student in second grade, I was in a trailer where I was first introduced to Jumanji. Yes, and as a teacher, I taught for half a year in a trailer while they were renovating our school. Mm-hmm. It is not fun being a student in a trailer, even though as a kid, when I was in second grade, I didn't care either way. I just was like, eh. But I mean, I'm, I imagine I, I imagine they're pretty cold 
Yes, because, especially in the spring. I, I remember that because when I taught in one, I was like, if it's cold, it's cold. If it's hot, it's hot. The trailers don't... Yeah, there's no... Like, they don't have what a building has. You're going to feel the extremes. Yes. <laughs> the one thing that's nice about teaching in a trailer is administrators don't generally bug you. Right, because they, they don't want to go they out have, there. They don't want to go out there. <laughs> they have to go out of their way. Yeah, to go by your trailer. There's like I'm. I'm sure they're now. Fine. If you're in the hall, if you're teaching in the building, they you know they're going to walk down the halls. They're doing their rounds. Then they might pop in. Hey, yeah. Not that you're doing anything bad as a teacher, but you might be watching a movie or you something. You might have an off day. You might be having a day where it's just like I've been caught on those days. You already. might be having a low key <laughs> day. Look, teachers do it. I mean, but uh, the fact is that when you're in the trailer, that never happened. But I was in second grade. I'm just giving you the context. I remember Jumanji simply being mentioned, and wow. I knew it was a book about a game that came to life. Right. So let's give, so they they remade it into a movie. Now let's give a quick premise of the movie before we go back to how the book is different. Okay, okay. So Robin Williams plays a young, well, excuse me, Robin Williams doesn't play a young boy. <laughs> he pl- The main character is Alan Parrish. Yes. Who begins the story as a young boy, and the actor that plays Alan Parrish looks just like yeah, they really did well. I mean, he looks just like Robin Williams. It looks like that's what he would have looked like as yeah. a kid. So, for so sure. the the story begins in 1969. Yes. In this town called Do they say this? They uh, don't think no, they say that, the name. Maybe of the not. Town. Maybe not. Well, Brant it said Brantford. M- maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Cuz on that, movie on so that stone it said Brantford. Yeah, Brantford. So, uh, it, it looks like like Connecticut or something uh, it, it, well, like it's that. A, it's, it's a New, New England. England. Yeah, it's a New England. Sure. Yeah, definitely a New England town. Cuz he says Best Shoes New England. Best Shoes New England. That's right. So, um Alan Parrish is a young boy. He's the son. He's wealthy. His yeah, dad, for sure. His dad, who is, what's his dad's name? Parrish. Parrish, Mister Parrish. No, we know his <laughs> name because of the what scene. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me just... So anyway, Alan. Par- I will do this research. The Parrish family is a wealthy family. Beca- Sam. That's right. Sam. Don't. Okay. Sam. Alan. Alan Parrish is a young boy. He's the son of Sam Parrish, who runs a shoe factory. Yes. In the town of. Brantford. Brantford. But we can but based on the context they give us, the the parishes have been around for a long time and kind of been a one of the establishing families for years and yes. years and years. And so Alan maybe the shoe factory's that old, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Alan hates it because he's got to be he has he, this legacy sort Right. Of. He doesn't like that he's a rich kid and that, you know, it it, it causes him to stand out. And he's out. bullied. He's bullied by a group of kids. Well, the story begins with these two boys back in like the I don't know, the 19th century? It looked like 1800s, yeah. yeah. the story actually begins with these boys burying the game. Yeah, because they have a horse-drawn carriage, so So we know it's a long time ago, yeah. and they're like, oh, what happens to whoever finds the, you know... Yeah. And he's like, God, have mercy on their soul. So we know that this game is... It's you bad. Know, whatever it is, it's... Whatever they're burying is bad. Yeah. And they bury it by this little... By this statue that says Brantford. And then fast and, forward right. to 1969. And then, yeah, fast That's forward, it. and here we see Sorry. this construction, and oh... Brantford. There's yeah. the same stone, so we're like, oh, okay, yes. we know what they were burying, you know. Right. For those so, of us who, you know. Alan uh, is a young boy. He's bullied. He goes into, and the adults, <laughs> in the first part of this movie, the adults <laughs> are just like completely um, not responsible, and they don't seem to... Oblivious. Yeah, that's the word I was yeah. looking for, right? The word I was looking for is oblivious. So Alan pulls up. He's getting chased by these other kids. Right, on bicycles. Right. Because there's like seven of them too. Right, he is absolutely being ganged up on by these kids, and he makes it to his dad's factory. Well, he, he we run it. That's where we meet David Allen Greer's character. 
Yeah, young soul, David Ellegroom. Yeah, young, well, he's young. He's called the Soul Man. He works in the shoe factory, and he's designing what eventually we know becomes the tennis shoe. Yeah, like the, the, they look the, like Jordans like, or something. Yeah, like what eventually becomes like the athletic. Yeah, you know, shoe. It's like going to revolution. He's like, oh, I got this idea. I'm going to show it to your dad later. And he's like, all right, well. And then uh, he goes to his dad, and his dad's like, look, Alan, you know, you got to, you know, you got to stand up to, you know, you got to stand up to this kid. Is this kid, you know, yeah. bullying you again? He's like, oh, dad, you know. Um, but his dad basically runs him off and oblivious to the fact that there's like, it's not just the one kid that's bullying him. Right. It's like seven other kids. Yeah. And, and Alan didn't mention necessarily cause, no. because Billy Jessup is leading that's that Billy pack. Jessup. Oh, I know. Billy Jessup is the, but David Alan Greer, who is, what is his name in it? Uh, Carl. Carl yeah, Bentley. Carl. So Carl looks out and sees him, but he doesn't say anything. He's no, like, oh, he's like, oh, going? well, I guess that sucks for him. So he goes back outside. Um, well, but to be fair, what happens immediately after that is that, th- that yeah, the shoe gets caught. That's right. He belt. shows out. Carl shows Alan like the shoe that he's going to show his dad. Like, oh, I'm going to show you. And he sits the shoe on the conveyor belt and it eats it up. Alan sits the shoe on the conveyor belt. Yeah. Alan sits the shoe on the conveyor belt. It messes up the machine. And so, I mean, things happen to where he might have forgotten about this group of kids that right. were. Outside, laying in wait. And this is in broad daylight. You see, like, construction workers in the background. There's, like, all these people around, and these kids beat the crap out of Alan and steal his bike. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Meanwhile, burly construction workers who 100% could take these small infants, and they're like, guess he's fine. Like, I don't don't know. It's just, nobody, it doesn't show anybody watching this happen. It just basically shows the kids, like, run at Alan, and then, like, the camera cuts away. Yeah. Like, it kind of moves behind, like, this, this, like, the, the the stone marker yeah mm-hmm, the Brantley so, marker. yeah so you the Brantford marker so you don't yeah, necessarily you don't necessarily see the kids get uh, uh kids attack Alan but the bottom line is is that when it's all over and done with you see all these people kind of walking by and something like <laughs> this is I mean it's the sixties I mean you're late you, you know anyway so this is back when you said don't come home until the street lights come on but so. <laughs> the, the the running theme with the game throughout the movie is that it plays drums yes like, well the game doesn't play drums but it you, you whoever hear, the the potential player is they're gonna hear these like African drums, drums. like doo, 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 doo. yeah and the reason why we say African is because Jumanji is an African word we found out when we yes, looked up the, the the book it's um a Zulu word for um, many, effect. many effects, yeah. like many effects, will come from the game. Yeah, many effects come from the game, and that's the whole the whole purpose of Juman. Oh. And I, we just found that out. Well, today, well, so. the, the, and that's the interesting thing about this movie that I like is that you really don't get an origin story for the game. No, you don't find out how it got its power. You don't find out anything about it. It's just yeah, this, it retains its mystery, which I like. Yeah, it's great from beginning to end. You don't really know what the origin of Jumanji is. No, you just want to go away by the yeah, end. Yeah, but you do know that it it allows itself to be found by kids. Yeah, and it clearly can't really be destroyed. No, I mean, well, maybe it can't, but like, but these that's kids the, keep trying to get rid of it, keep trying to hide it, and somehow it resurfaces, and a new batch of kids find it. Right and now, here's where it's different. Well. From the, yeah. Book. Well, we haven't quite got to. Uh, uh, we can talk about that when we oh. get to actually Judy and Peter. So Alan, okay, okay, we okay, know okay. that Al, well. Alan hears the drums. He again, oblivious adults. Alan walks into a working construction site <laughs> and finds the game. Barry follows the sound of the drums. Like, doo, doo, yeah, doo, he doesn't doo, find yeah. the game. He just is trying to like figure out well, where it's coming. Figure from. out where the sounds coming yeah. from, and then he finds this this box. He opens it up, and it's a great. Um, it's a great shot, like yeah. as far as like a um, it, it's a it's a great um, it's a great how how they filmed yeah. with, with the game being covered with sandy tilts it and it just the sand rolls off and you see yeah. Jumanji and it's a it's a beautifully ornate 
wooden. It looks like someone hand carved it. Yeah. Like I'm. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking some like African witch doctor Probably, was like, yeah. "Oh yes, this is going to screw kids up for centuries." It, right. He's like making <laughs> <Who knows>? it. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's old, my backstory. It, it, it just <laughs> looks very mystical in its appearance. It's beautiful. He yeah, yeah, it is very beautiful. He runs at home. Nothing like you'd see in Walmart. He runs at home. Right. <laughs> it uh, cannot be mass produced. And he gets at home, has a big fight with mom and dad over, you know, what happened. And yeah. it's a really funny scene because let's talk about <laughs> Sam Parrish, played by Jonathan Hyde. Okay, so if when you hear the name Jonathan Hyde, you're going to be like, who's that? If you were a 90s kid, then you 100% saw Richie Rich. Yes. In which Jonathan Hyde played the butler. And yes. he was the one who was like, um, he... he Kind of protected Richie. Yeah, he was he like his up, protector, yeah. He ended up going to jail and like pretending to be this big, like, burly guy, but he's not because he's Jonathan Hyde. But he beats up the prisoners. But he is but he is famously English. He was also in Titanic. I think he yes. played John Jacob oh. not John Jacob Ashley. He played one of the the guys who um designed the ship. And he has one of the uh most um English sounding English accents. Right. I mean, he, right. It, it, it's it's I mean, it's he's got a great voice. Oh, absolutely. For, um, but he's one hundred percent British. Yeah, and he's playing an American. Yes, at least I I'm unsuccessfully. Assuming. No, because he cannot hide. His, Bless his heart. He <laughs> he tries to say his R's real hard, and he yeah. just he just still sounded English. Right. Like like I remember so many times we were watching, it and I was like, he just he he just. Is can't. In, yeah, he's just British. He's not meant. This is like, sir. Yeah, accept a, who you are. Yeah. You're not American. That's okay. Like, even your uncle Skyler went there. And, and I'm like, no, yeah, that's not your yeah, voice. Because he's talking about. Because Alan gets mad because his dad's Sam's like, listen, Alan, you, you stood up to those bullies. I didn't know there was something. He tells him it, now. His dad loves him. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But his dad is so busy. And he's so stoic. And he's really into his le- the legacy of, of he, his yes. family. So he's very like. He's the stoic, you know, 50s and 60s baby boomer father the, in America. The, I don't really say I love you or hug you much kind yeah. of dad. It's so just like, how it know, was. Well, I'm, I'm really proud of you that you stood up for those bullies. And, of course, I'm, I can't say it in the British trying to sound American <laughs> way. But he's like, so now you're ready to go to the school, this, this school. Cliffside. That moment is, is so Cliffside? Fun. Cliffside School for Boys because they're like, he says, like, you know, we're so proud of you that you stood up for him. You know, you stood yeah. up for yourself. And now... We've we're, decided to send you far away from yeah, home I know. because you so, have stood up to these bullies. I'm like, well, right. that's an interesting Well, so thing they don't connect. You know, no. Father and son don't connect right now because in, in dad's mind, mm-hmm. you're ready to be a man means you're ready to go away. And Alan's like, no, I, I'm actually kind of tired. The whole reason why I get bullied is because I'm a parish and now I'm going to go to the school where... I'm going to be like... The school's named after Yeah, me. like there's a building there named yeah, after Yeah, so he's like, golly, like, this is going to be, I'm going to have, I'm yeah. going to have this times 10 right. if I go there, because then they're going to be like, oh yeah, you're definitely a parish, not just a shoe factory so, kid. So we have one of the messages, and we always like to, we always like to talk about, these movies are fun, but I think finding a message in them is what kind of, like, yeah. is why you carry these stories with you. And even if we didn't realize it as kids, like, no. when we grow up, we're like, oh, that's yeah. why that meant a lot to and me. And I think that looking at a father and a son or you know mother daughter any kind of parent child situation yeah. where you have a parent that's not really co- that has expectations for a child without connecting with that child yes because so, the, the like the th- like we talked about before the theme one of the themes one of the major themes is 
Alan's greatest fear is one, he 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 wants to be his own person, but he also does want that love and approval from his dad. Yes. And the, then that that also comes into play with Judy and Peter because of what happens with their parents. So there's a there's a parental desire for love and approval throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's a desire for that. Um so let's you know, moving forward, uh we um dad leaves. Yes. Dad and mom leave because Alan gets mad. He's like, I'm not going to Cliffside. This is not what I'm going to do. He's like, you're yeah. going to go there. We're taking you there next Sunday. Right. Slams he, the door. Then they leave. He packs a suitcase with mayonnaise and bread. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's getting out of there. Um, <laughs> well, because the thing about it is uh, he's going to give a speech, so he's leaving. Right. So Alan is home alone. Yeah. So they think. But here comes Sarah Whittle. Whittle. Sarah Whittle is... Also, I guess one of Alan's classmates. You know, well, it's the reason why this recent time he got bullied. Yes, well, yeah, because Billy he's Jess- friends with her. Billy Jessup's girlfriend is Sarah Whittle. You know, yeah. these middle school kids and their boyfriend girlfriend going together. We're yes. going together, going mm. steady. Yeah, so that's the whole reason why Billy Jessup was mad at Alan. Right. This well, time, <laughs> when they beat Alan up, they also steal his bike. Yeah. So Sarah Whittle is. After after the parents leave, Sarah Whittle shows up with the bike. Yeah. So Sarah's got the bike. She's really nice. Yeah, yeah. She's sweet. These nice girls that end up with these guys that are just total jerks. Right. And we see it a lot. Well, in we movies. know how that ends. So. So. They well, as she leaves the bike, the drums play. Yep. It's the game. Remember, Alan brought it home. Yeah. And she stops and goes, "What was that?" And he goes, "You heard it." Oh, like Alan's like, yeah. "Oh, great." It's not just me. It's not just me that hears the drums. Yes. Jumanji is calling. <laughs> well, they play the game, and they only get a couple moves in. Yeah, literally. And when immediately we see that the game can, kind of has a mind of its own. Yes. It, it has its own will. It has its own life, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, it wants people to play it. Yeah. Because as soon... So what we know is there's rules, and we'll go through them as the movie progresses. But, yeah. But we know that as soon as Alan rolls the... Uh, you know, they roll, they take a couple turns, but... It ends with Alan getting sucked into the game. Yes. And the bats fly. They they did a role that talked about bats. Yes. Right? At night they fly. You better run, run. These winged things are not much fun. But then nothing happened. And then Alan rolls and it says. In the jungle you must wait until the dice read five or eight. Right. So he gets sucked into the game. And then the bats come out and chase Sarah Whittle down away. Right. So and here then, lies the game. And then we fast forward to 1995. Yes. Where we have. Uh well what happens is uh we we meet Aunt Nora, who is BB Newworth. BB Newworth, um, and she is taking out and who is hilarious in this, and oh, she yeah. has taken in her her niece and nephew, um because uh, that's Judy and Peter. Yes, and that's where the the book the the movie is different from the book, right? Because in the book, in the book, it's uh the book only centers on Judy and Peter. There is no Alan and Sarah. No. It's just Judy and Peter. They find this game. They're they're playing in the park. They find the and game. They they're bringing it. home, and the monkeys come. You know, all the things come out, and they play and end the game. And they're like, and every, you know, everything yes. turns normal. And uh, there but, is no Alan Parrish, right? But as Whittle. it ends, it says that they see two their two of their neighbors running away with the game, and and they they go through the narrative they're like oh no these kids they never finish games oh, and no. they never read the instructions so the book so ends, they're go- so we know chaos awaits these two neighbors yeah so the book has an open ending it's yes. like a, or a twisted ending is what i call it like Which a, twi- a twisted what, ending means it, it it doesn't end so well there's always a caveat for the evil or the antagonistic force to come back i feel like jumanji is like actually an are you afraid of the dark tale 
it would be a great argument like, for the dark if, tale. If yeah. we're not a movie, this is something that and like Betty seen, Ann yeah. would tell. <laughs> it was like the pinball wizard. There, yeah. there has been some of those, but I, I think that uh, it's as much as we always want good to win. That there's something intriguing about a, a story that ends open. Yes, or that there's a caveat like right. oh, goosebumps ended a lot like that. Yeah. Um, at any rate, um, so that's where the book is different. The yeah. movie, uh, Judy and Peter actually. They are the central characters. They're but central, also not. but they're also not. There, it, it follows Alan and well, there's Alan and Sarah alongside Judy and Peter. They're both, and then they come together. Yeah, because we know that because well, Alan gets sucked into the game, and it fast forwards to 26 years later to yeah. 1995, mm-hmm. and Judy and Peter, they are bereft of their parents that, that died in a car accident. Yeah, and they're two kids that are very troubled. Yeah, and we see that because they each have different issues. Well, different ways of coping with their grief. That is unhealthy. Yeah. Um, Peter isn't speaking. Peter doesn't speak to anyone but Judy. Yeah. And and um, Judy uh, makes jokes and lies. Pat- she consistently lies. Yeah. About everything. Right. And and she thinks it's funny and. It's all because they're just hurting. Yeah, or maybe she doesn't. You know, like, or or maybe she doesn't. She's just trying to get some kind of response to not have to think about what's really going on. And ultimately, it's just these kids are hurting. Yeah. And, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Jumanji hasn't finished. Right. Jumanji started, uh, this this version of Jumanji started. So There's already an ongoing game. So the game is, as soon as there's people in the vicinity, the game starts to... You know, the drum start. Yes. It needs people to, you know. And real quick, and, and because, like we said, the game is still going on technically with, with um, Al, uh, Alan and Sarah, one of the things that happens, because now Judy and Peter have moved into Alan's old house. Right. They hear slash see the bats. Yes, they do. They do see the bats. 26 years ago. And of course, when Aunt Judy calls next door, they don't find him. But the the point is, whatever is let out in the game, if it if the game's not finished, they it stay will out. stay in right. our world. So we already know the bats are there. Yes. So that's not good. We know that Judy and Peter eventually find the game. Yes. They start playing it. There's two game pieces already sm- in place. Yeah. Those are Sarah and Peter's game pieces. They set their own game pieces and they start playing. Yeah, and it's interesting because in the first, the, when it's Alan and Sarah, they say, oh, it must be magnetized. Right. When Judy and Peter are like, oh, it must be microchips. So generationally we see how they're all trying to rationalize yes. this ancient whatever is going on and this is where uh they roll the dice and well one of them does i, I forget who rolls what uh, but i think is judy first i think maybe yeah. and then the mosquitoes come out and they kind of swat them and they fly away now like, what the heck was that <laughs> yeah uh peter rolls i think maybe I think so, yeah. and it's the lion the lion's scary once he gets into the bedroom Big picture, he's not scary. Big picture, the lion's not scary. But when it first comes out, Ooh. you hear this noise, and then they look, and this is a really dark area, yeah. this corner, and you see part of his face, and you're like, oh, my God. And then he comes out. He chases him, but also who comes out of the game because of— Because uh, he rolled a five, uh, I think. Uh, yes, Peter rolled a five. Yeah. Peter, When Peter rolled a five, the lion came out, but so did— Alan. Alan Parrish. Yes. Who is now 26 years older and played— by Robin Williams. The Great. Yes. And um, he's in his jungle attire. He's in his jungle attire. He's so <laughs> excited to be out. He doesn't in, in his mind, I guess, no time has went by on earth. He's been now he's been locked in the jungle for in the game for twenty six years, yeah. surviving in this jungle in Jumanji. Yeah, he's been in Jumanji. He doesn't know how the real world's working right. while he's been so in the game. When he comes out, he's looking for mom and dad. He finds out that, you know, um, the house has been empty for years. Judy yeah. and Peter now live there. Sam's factory, uh, Sam, his dad's factory closed down. He spent all his money and time looking for Alan, 
Nobody knew what happened yeah, to him. His parents have since his passed. parents passed away, and Sarah. Uh, they sit down to play. They the, the kids well, they got to find her. Well, first. they, they got to find her first. <laughs> but the kids, the kids convince Alan, Robin Williams, yes. like you need to play. He's like, no, I can't. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally out. I'm not going to play this game again. They're like, you know, how are we going to finish the game? So yeah. Alan decides, okay, they can't get the game to work. And he's like, well, that's because it's, it's Sarah's, Sarah's turn. It's Sarah's turn. So they have to find Sarah, and that's where we meet the delightful Bonnie Hunt. Yes, we who love. I Bonnie love Hunt. so much. Yes. Bonnie Hunt is um, plays Sarah Whittle, older version. Yeah, she's gone off a rocker. She thought that she imagined it all, and well, she's, she's been convinced. Yes, because there's no way that could be true. Right. So she's been she's she became like the town crazy person. Yeah, she's been in therapy. She's now a um. She's like a, a fortune, fortune teller. teller. <laughs> she's Madame Serena. Madame Serena. <laughs> and then of course, they have to get Sarah, and of course they get Sarah into the group through a lot of um. Coercing, coercing, and, <laughs> and trickery, and a trickery. Bit. <laughs> they have to trick her to play a couple. You know that well, not a couple, but they, they have to trick her into it that once. First, that, that first, that first role, not a couple times. Sorry, they have to trick her into it that first role, and um, so she's now locked into the group. They all agree they're yes. not going to stop playing. You know, so and then we're off to the races, and then we're off to the races. Chaos ensues. You know, and uh, the monkeys get let out. Uh, Van Pelt, who is Van Pelt, is the hunter. Yes. And he is after Alan because Al- he, he came out in Alan's role. So right. if he can kill Alan, he can stay in the real world. And he does want to kill him. Yes, he does. Um, now, other people have grown up in, in the past 26 years, and one of them is Carl Bentley, who <laughs> yes. is David Allen Greer. We find that as things start going chaotic in the town because of the game, right. the police get involved. And one of the police officers is Carl. Is Carl the Soul Man? The Soul Man. You know, he got. We find out that Mister Parrish thought that he put the shoe in the conveyor belt knowingly, since he works. There. Knowingly, since he works there, and he was so he, fired. So he got fired. So he went into law enforcement and had been a cop. Yeah, because on his badge it says uh, since nineteen seventy four. So we're like, oh, okay, so he worked in the shoe factory sixty nine. So after that, he must and, have joined. The and force. one of the su- and, and and the one of the best parts of the movie is the subplot as uh, <laughs> watching Carl Bentley played by David Allen Greer, who is hilarious. Yes. Try to catch up with what the heck is going on. Yes. Because Jumanji's his calling all this chaos. Misadventures with his specifically yeah. his police car. Yes, his police car <laughs> throughout the movie is just takes nothing but abuse. It's subject to so much abuse. Let's talk about the the real villains of this sh- of this movie. Okay. Show. Okay. Who is the real villain? Who I mean, we- Van Pelt. Van Pelt's the real villain, but the worst, I think oh. the worst things in the whole movie are the monkeys. They're genuinely, t- they're like the, they, they are if if Alan Parrish is Batman, they are the Joker, right? Like collectively, the they're monkeys terrible. are mindless, but they're sinister. Like they don't, they're not playful. No, but well, in their minds, being sinister is playful. Like they throw knives. Yeah, like they start uh, out like pseudo innocent with throwing the food, but but then like like you said, three seconds later, they're throwing knives. Yeah, they shoot the David Allen Greer shot, uh, excuse me, Carl Bentley. I call yeah. the character's name, but that he shoots Carl Bentley's shotgun. That was the gateway, that shotgun, because then after that... Then they're on the... They're driving squad. cars, they're they driving take motorcycles. Over the pl- they take over the police precinct. So they're not... Ta- <laughs> but what I'm saying is is that the monkeys aren't taking anything else over. They're taking over, like, things that we need to, like, work as a society. I feel like there could be, like, a fan theory for, like, Planet of the Apes here. Because, yeah. seriously, they go... Real intelligent, real quick, they're and real incredible. Bad, real they're quick. sinister. They're 
intelligent and very sinister way. Everything else is just like, ugh, like the, the, the mosquitoes are like gross. And then there's, and yeah. there's spiders. They're like, oh. They're, and the, the plants that shoot the barbs, no good. No good, no. But the monkeys are a continual problem. Yes, I yeah, they're the yeah. worst. So um, the movie, so, so and all the while, this is every time, every every player, every player that um, takes a turn, mm-hmm. something happens. Whether it's a stampede, something is right. let out of the game. For sure. Or something happens to them. And the purpose of Jumanji is they've got to get to, um, they've got to get to the center of the game. Yeah, and, and say Jumanji. And say Jumanji. Because the rules are, we, we, we didn't get them, so it's a game for those to seek to find, who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. You roll the dice, uh, doubles get another turn, and the first person to reach the golden city, or the center, wins. Yes. And, so those and, are the rules. And if you try to cheat, uh, the game throws, uh, will usually, and the game throws some kind of curse on you, which it does once to Peter, who yeah. tries to who tries to make the dice roll a certain yeah, number. Yeah, it says uh, if the law of Jumanji, a law of Jumanji has been broken, Jumanji has been broken. You will slip back even more than your token. So he becomes like a, a monkey, like a monkey or a primate type yeah. thing. Um, the movie's a lot of fun. It's great, uh, and there's a lot of fun in it. There's a, the, at the time that the movie came out, the special effects were really like cutting edge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the stampede. Everything. Uh, the the we were CGI. All like, oh, this, my gosh. this is when CGI was kind of really starting to blow up. But Jumanji was really like a, hey, look at what we can do now with movies, yes. and and it was really impressive. Um, we also noticed that <laughs> the music, the 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 music, the score yes. was very similar to another Robin Williams movie. Um, it was. Um, we noticed that the score, which was composed by James James Horner, Horner. Mm-hmm. was very similar to Mrs. Doubtfire to the. Uh, to, yeah, the the main theme of of Miss Doubtfire, and that's but it, that's Howard Shore. Yeah, so we we just remember thinking, oh, maybe it's the same composer, but it's but actually. But there's it's it's one honestly, it's just one specific part in the score. It's the it's the opening uh, after the little like 1800s boys are gone. Yeah, and we're seeing the town of Brantford. Yes, it's like that sounds so much like Miss Doubtfire. It does. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find I'm gonna have to find like a comparison piece, but like it's I thought for sure it's the same composer. Yeah, for sure, but it wasn't. Yeah, much to my dismay. So let's talk about what our opinion, in what in our opinion is the funniest part of the movie. Okay, you go. So <laughs> I know. we're watching David Allen Greer, his character <laughs> Carl Bentley, the the police officer. His car is taking so much abuse throughout the whole movie. Yes. Um, and this is finally the end of the car. Yes. It, 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 in this part of the movie, the car is finally meets its demi- uh, finally meets its demise. Uh, what happens is he finds BB uh, Newkirk's character. What is it? Newworth. Newer. <laughs> What, who does she play? Um, she plays Aunt Nora. Aunt Nora. So Aunt Nora, a monkey has gotten into her car and causes her to wreck. So yes. she is now running home. In the midst of her self-help session. Yeah, so in the midst, she's listening to like these self-help tapes while she's driving. She has no <laughs> idea what's going on. No, because she's, she's been whatever. Well, then she sees a stampede. She stops to get out, and of course, she crosses paths with a monkey that sneaks into her car. And all we do is we just see her car just veer off and <laughs> just drive into, it, into go into a ditch. So she's running home to yeah. try to get to the kids. I guess she's assuming Judy and Peter are like in some kind of trouble. Right. Because all this crazy stuff is going on. Carl sees her. He, in his junky, now, now oh, the, junky By this car. point, the police car has had so much done to it by, by well, different Well, because by this point, he's already run game. into the save-a-lot. He's, yeah, he's crashed stuff. into the store, you know, because Van Pelt is, is chasing uh, the group. Yes. Peter and Sarah and Judy and Peter. To Van, get to Alan. Well, he's trying to get to Alan because Alan rolled the dice, so Van Pelt is hunting him. Yeah. And he's funny, too. He Van Pelt is the whole reason why I say blast yeah. when something goes wrong. <laughs> it is still from that. Yes. So he's going around trying to shoot him. He doesn't try. He doesn't need to kill anybody else. He just wants to kill Alan. Right. So he, he can stay in the real world. 
Right. Well, Carl is driving. He sees <laughs> as much as he can. He sees Aunt Nora running, and he and and she sees him. She's like, "Oh, help, help, help!" Yeah. She sees a police officer, and even she, he like, reacts to the car. She's he, like, "What the heck?" He's like, "What now?" And he's like, "Is there something I can help you with?" You know? And she's like, "Oh God, please! You know, I got to get you know, I got to get to my house. I'm worried about my niece and nephew." You yeah. know? And he goes, "Do you have children? A boy and a girl?" And she's, she's like, like, "Oh my God, what happened?" And then he's like, yeah. "Get in! And I'll explain all the way." He's like, "Finally, a problem that I can solve today." But uh, all the while, <laughs> unbeknownst to him, one of the things that has come out of the game are these vines. Yes. Well, we just see one coming towards him, and he has no idea. And you're seeing it on BB Newer's face or see- Aunt Nora's. Well, face. you're seeing it. Carl doesn't see it. Right. Exactly. Dramatic then, irony. Then Aunt Nora sees it. And she goes. She points at it and she screams. Starts screaming. She starts screaming, and he goes, and he thinks. It's because of the situation, the yeah. situation with the kids, and he just goes calm down. He starts to say calm down. <laughs> yes, he does. And the the vine just touches his face, and his response is all of us it's in a just moment wonderful. like that. When you're and he because he's like yeah, he just starts <laughs> and he gets out of the car and he, and he just goes. He they're is, just both screaming at it. Yeah, they're both screaming. Because what else can you do? He goes from like a protector and yeah, and, and to protect and serve and, to protect and serve. Get in, I'll explain all the way. I'm going to solve your problem. I'm going to help. To yeah, he is know? undone. He is undone, and when <laughs> we've got to post that, yeah, no, we're going to. We've got to post that because I think it's like <laughs> it's how any person would react in a situation like that. Yes, we are um, all David Allen Greer, and he watches the car basically get taken by the vine and folded up and just like and just sucked into the and forest. just sucked into the forest. And then he goes, he screams, he goes, "Fine, take it." Yeah, he's <laughs> and he just like come on. So they walk. So he grabs so Aunt Nora and they walking. walk. So. Anyway, it, it was just, it's full of moments I don't know, like that's, that. I think that's my favorite. That's I think my funniest moment as well. There's nothing funnier than it that. Was, it's definitely a rewinded scene for, for oh, yeah. both of us. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we know in the end, Alan, uh, after all these crazy things happen, Alan rolls Jumanji. Faces it, off with P- Van Pelt. He has his final face And he off, says to him, he which, says, Which, interestingly you know, enough... Van Pelt is played by it is played by uh, Jonathan Hyde, who it, who also plays is his dad. Plays his dad, so it's symbolic, and I'm sure they did it on purpose. Yes, but uh, he says to Van Pelt, he says, "Do you know, like if it's end of the line, Sonny Jim?" And he says, "You know what? My dad told me to face my problems like a man." So you're so in that moment, you're going, "Oh, okay." Here's the greater narrative. Yeah, this because is... yes, he's facing his greatest fear, which is Van Pelt. He's also facing his dad a little bit. Yeah, he also is facing... He's also realizing, like, I'm a man, too. Yes. I I can face these problems and and deal with them. Right. And then, of course, that's the last thing Yeah, and the way he says, do you mind? I I think I just thought it was really good. Robin Williams is... He's, he was Just wonderful. legendary. Great actor. And uh, he says, Jumanji, it sucks everything back into the game, and it takes... It erases everything. Yes. Everything that started ever since the game opened back in 1969. So the game actually has a tremendous amount of like cosmic power. Yeah, as a little disconcerting. With, with time and space because when the everything's sucked back into the game, it's it, we're not left there at, no. at 1995. We go back to 1969. And there's no Judy and Peter. There's no Judy and Peter. It's Alan and Sarah in his living room. In his living room. Alan's out of the game. And you notice all the you know all the pieces have demagnetized. They're, they've fallen on the yeah, game. The game is over. The game is deactivated, so to speak. Yeah, it's over. It's done for now. Yeah. And Sarah and Peter kiss. 
very yes. brief, a very sweet sixth grader. Yeah, because the, you know, they have to they have to still grow up. It's very and, nice, and they do end up getting married. They do because then it does take us back to 1995, a much different 1995. Or back forward, whatever. Well, it was so, well. well let's <laughs> talk real quick future. what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy and Peter, when when they came out, of, you know, when the game was over, they they chain the game up and they throw it in a river. Yes, right. And then Judy kisses. Uh, excuse me. Then Sarah kisses us, uh, Alan. Yeah. And then it fast forwards to a new 1995. Yeah, a Christmas party. A much happier one where Alan and Sarah are married. Yes. And. Um, they are pregnant. Yeah, they're pregnant. And Alan's on the phone with Sam, his dad. Like he's he's given the company over to Alan yeah, now. And they're on the way. Mom and dad are on the way. They're getting, you know, I think he said that their flight's coming in yeah. or something like that. So he's still very close with his mom and dad. He's now living in the parish house. Like yes. They, that's their home. And then we find out that Alan and Sarah have decided to hire these two people. That I think show they're up. they're are they are they they're advertising? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in advertising. They show up and they have brought their kids, which is Judy and Peter. And they're going, oh my god, are they here? They're yeah. here. They're, they're so excited because they know they've who they been are. Know, they've known who they were for twenty six years. But sadly, kind of sadly, yeah, Judy and Peter don't know who they are, but they know who Judy and I Peter know. are. I always they, secretly they have, hope that somewhere yeah. in their in their soul they do. But uh, oh, one one quick point I want to make before we move past it is yeah. that while Alan had to face his fear talking to his dad, um, I didn't realize it honestly until this time that we watched it. Um, what what Jumanji did for for Judy and Peter is going through the game. You know they'd lost their parents. They're both dealing with grief. Weird. The big moment was right before the game ended. Judy looks at Peter and says, I wish mom and dad were here. Right. And her whole thing was, I don't miss them. Yeah. I don't miss them. They I don't miss okay. them. So even though they like disappeared from time, right. I feel like, again, the game's cosmic thing. It was like, that was what they needed to get to. Yeah, sure. They as, they as kids, Judy especially, because Peter was just not talking. He missed mom and dad. He didn't make yeah, any bones he, about that. He just didn't want to. But yeah. Judy kind of ran the pack a little Tried bit. to act like. Yeah. yeah, she was And she by. finally, because she'd been stung by the thing, and she was like, I just, you know, I just wish they were here. Yeah. And sure. for, I mean, I don't know why, but that hit me. I was like, oh, that was, that was the moment they were, that was their growth. Sure. So now here they are. They have mom and dad, you know, but they now have like this new aunt and uncle in, uh, yeah. you know, the, Sarah and Because um, they don't know, Alan. What, they don't know what Alan and Sarah know because Alan and Sarah were the ones that started the game. Yes. So when the game finished, it went back to and them. And they kind of parented them in that short period of time. Yeah, it that was neat to see. It was really game. sweet. It was, it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of heart, a yeah. lot of fun too. And um, of course, it ends. Jumanji gets the last laugh, so to speak, mm-hmm. because at the end of the movie, um, these two kids are walking it. They're in France, right? I think it seems, it sounds like French. I they're think? speaking another, I thought you, you said France. It I sounds thought. like France. Okay. In so the sh- in the shores the, of France. These two kids are speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in another country and they, they talk about hearing drums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they hear, and you, it ends with a dum, 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 dum. And you so see the, the game so sticking out of the sand. The game will, the game will uh, continue on. Yes. Uh, the game will be played again and it just kind of leads you to believe that Jumanji you know, this is something that is always done, like yeah. throughout the ages with kids. However, since it's since, since it, was, it was made, whenever yeah. that was. So that's Jumanji. You know, a lot of fun. Like to talk about it. Yes, it's a uh, really really fun uh, movie. We've like we said, we watch it here every time. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, me and my friends, uh, obviously, you know, they came. Of course, they came out with a Jumanji board game. Yes. And I of course bought it. But before that, played. we need to get it. And play we do it. need to get it. I mean, obviously, nothing comes to life, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we what? obviously nothing actually comes to life, but it's no. fine. No, we grabbed my friend's old Parcheesi game and we would roll the dice and pretend 
that, that it was Jumanji. We would like run around, and be like, "Oh God, it's Mackey's!" Like we would just like it was, you know. Yeah. We were eight. What are you gonna do? No, I, I don't know. But yes, I may. Mm-hmm. I I tried to make it real. I really did. It was, it, yeah. And for me, um, it's just it's one of my favorite like Robin Williams movies. Yeah. Um, along with Hook and Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji, it's like uh, my my three favorite ones. Uh, and of course, I uh, throw Aladdin in there as well. Yes. <laughs> so, um. All right, let's talk about our 90s relics. All right. And let's get ready to wrap this thing up uh, for this week. We've enjoyed talking about Jumanji. Now, uh, for relics, while we were at um, a Walmart around here, uh, we went through, always go through the socks section. In the men's section. Well, yes, we go through the men's section because Because they have cool socks. They have cool socks. And I'm looking, (laughs) I've I've been for a long time looking for this specific set of Avenger socks (laughs) that I saw one time and didn't get and should have. And I've never seen them again. But we went through and we saw a couple of, uh, there's a company called BioWorld that makes a lot of really great, like, Mm -hmm. um, stuff. Like, I guess you would call it, uh, you know, look, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, <laughs> yes, proudly. Same. And BioWorld makes a lot of stuff that's like geekdom. Uh, yes, um, and I don't mean that in an insulting way at no, all. No, no. But they make a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of merch like that. So uh, they had some socks, and we found I found a set that was uh, the Legend of Zelda themed. Yes. It's got Link and Triforces. Uh, all over the socks is five pairs, great uh, for about seven bucks. Yeah, it's a really good deal actually. And then in the and same section, I got um, the um, Stephen King's It, but like the 1990 version. Yes, the, perfect. The TV version, so it has Tim Curry and all his clownish glory. And then it has the balloons, you know, you'll float too. So uh, it is a, a harken back to the made-for-TV yes. movie thing uh, of It, which no. was a classic. Right. I mean, yes, the new It is incredible, but come on, like you, there's nobody scarier than Tim Curry because no, it's I, Tim Curry. I'm not taking away the 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 It movies that have just recently came out are some of the best movies I've seen in a long time. They're seriously good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I remember in the '90s uh, when this came out with Tim Curry as Pennywise, and it legitimately freaked me out. Yes. So, yes. Um, Legend of Zelda is one of my favorite games. Uh, growing up, uh, we definitely. Definitely need to do an episode about The Legend of Zelda. Oh, for sure. Um, so I, I've not played a Zelda game I haven't liked. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And, uh, of course, we love it, and Brooke loved, and we love all things Tim Curry as well. Definitely. Uh, well, we're going to wrap things up. All uh, right. We've enjoyed talking about Jumanji. Go see it if you haven't seen it. If you have, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this conversation about it. Uh, but we're going to close the tape store down for this week, mm-hmm. and we will be back next week with more great stuff. Uh, from the 80s and 90s. Until then, I'm Toby. And I'm Brooke. And we will see you next time at the tape store. See you later.